trucks go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on Lefty's truck go round and round, all the way to Atlantic City. The car stereos on Lefty's truck get jostled around. Can we just do the show? Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 11 of Transformers Energon. It is the legend of Rodimus. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, the first Energon Tower was installed and completely neutralized the Decepticon attacks until the writers decide to retcon this series in a half dozen episodes, probably. And in this episode, the Decepticon's ship, whatever, hits something, whatever? Well, yeah, it comes out of a space bridge and immediately slams into something huge. I figured it was Unicron. I guess they're on their way back here. And Megatron's like, all right, which one of you idiots set the coordinates? Why did we run into that? And Scorponok thinks it's because Unicron's fallen apart from lack of energon. But this is after Megatron's like, oh, I see, it's just uh, upgrades. All right, cool. It, he, oh, well, he, he's all over the place. Uh, yeah, Megatron doesn't give a shit about whatever it is. Uh, and then we go to Alpha Q, who's like, I'll get all the Energon before Megatron notices, and I'll bring Unicron alive before he... What? I don't get these Decepticons anymore. Um, <laughs> back on Earth, we're building more Energon Towers. Yep, we go to Blizzard City, where they're installing another one of these things. And again, how does it not just fall out of the sky as soon as they open the space bridge? But well, they, they've got they, these like like energy beams and rings around it that I'm oh, guessing that are, how it works? I'm guessing it's like a gravity it? right. thing something. Okay, but they lock it in place and down inside the tunnel, Ironhide and Kicker are down here and they feel the ground shake and Ironhide thinks that that's either an earthquake or they installed the thing. And Kicker wonders if he's the only one who knows how risky this operation is and I don't think they ever come no, back to No, and that. I don't think they ever explain like what operation installing the Energon Towers because that seems it actually seems very well planned and organized. Yeah. And maybe he's talking about their operation which is him stumbling around in the dark and Ironhide forgetting to use his headlights. <laughs> That's probably what it is, yeah. And he thinks back to his father saying they need more Energon and there should be plenty of it in the mines at Blizzard City and he should lead the team, or Kicker should lead the team, because he's the only one that can detect it. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and then we flash back to his dad tossing him down a well, basically. Well, when it first shows him, you don't realize that, that he's moving vertically it looks like he's horizontal it looks like he's on a stick yeah yeah (laughs) which okay so i know i've said this joke but the fact that like hey just tie a kicker to a stick and wave him around the fact that we're going to see in this episode that his father really did that to him when he was a child is so (laughs) fucked up but yeah he's he's dropping this kid or lowering this kid down some dark crevasse and he's going i don't want to go daddy please don't (laughs) make me do this and he's like don't worry about it son i'm putting you at risk not me (laughs) 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 and uh when we come back to the flashback ironhide thinks they should go outside so kicker can get some fresh air something seems to be bothering him and he thinks kicker needs to try to get along with his father and hotshot is here now too and he thinks that's great advice and it reminds him of the story of rodimus somehow and uh he was the autobot everyone looked up to back in the day but then he traveled into the future 
and no one heard from him since. That's that's what he says. Don't worry, Paul. I'm sure they'll explain that insanely crazy sentence in the future of this episode. Oh, what? They won't? Okay. Um, so then we go to uh, Unicron, and Megatron, he wants to steal Energon from Earth. I don't know why, because he's crazy, maybe. Because Scorponok is even like, hey, there's more on Mars, I think he says. And those Energon towers make it too dangerous. Yeah, we can get the stuff on Mars. It'll take longer to get it out of there, because it's not all... I mean, concentrated spots like it's not just sitting there waiting to be used like the Autobots have it right but we'll take small amounts at a time (laughs) (laughs) and then Megatron is like no my penis isn't small why would you say that let's go fight Earth (laughs) he just smashes Scorponok one he's like that's not the Decepticon way man but you know what you want to do it you go ahead and do it (laughs) and then Scorponok gets sent to his room and blows open a hole in the wall and goes I wish you weren't my real dad and then flies away because Megatron's like ooh he's upset about something but it builds character somebody needs a nap but yeah Scorponok starts flying off with the Terracons and oh boy Megatron in for a surprise when he gets back. <laughs> so then Starscream shows up. We really just have POV, and it's kind of neat. He's got this Energon haze in his view, but he sees Megatron, and he's like, oh, there he is. Oh, sorry, wait, 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 sorry. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and then we, we're back at Ironhide, and he's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you more about Rodimus. And apparently traveling into the future just means going to other planets. Well, yeah, because 8,000 eons ago is when Rodimus took off. And, but before that, he united the Autobots and gave a speech so famous that all Autobots have to learn it in school. And then he took off into outer space with the other Transformers that wanted to live in peace. Like, yeah, he abandoned everybody, whatever. Also, I'm surprised that in a Transformers show, they didn't call them Astro Eons. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Ironhide recites the, P, the, the speech and Kicker's like, wow, he sounds really cool. And he's like, yeah, but not as cool as Optimus. I'd suck his dick in a second. I mean, no, I totally wouldn't. What? Which is the energy that comes off of this Transformer. Ironhide is grinding on my nerves, and what is about to happen with him and and Kicker is going to send me over the edge. And now on Mars, Scorponok gets to the abandoned base and sends in the Terracons who blast open the mineshaft, and they run inside. Scorponok tells them they're working for Alpha Q now, and when he gets the Energon, he's going to show Megatron, and then he's going to destroy him. Like, be the same thing. Yeah, what? Well, who knows? With then these he's guys. going to destroy him. Like he's just <laughs> literally going to say, "Hey, Megatron, look at this." All right, now you're dead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like this? Can't have it. Pow, pow. Uh, anyway, then there's a bunch of uh, uh, Transformers in the shadow who one of them has a very cool voice and is going to be uh, Rodimus, I'm sure. And I think this is a commercial break. Uh, I thought so, too. When we come back, Starscream stabs Megatron, who gets surrounded by green energy, and then just disintegrates, and that shakes the entire place, and the other Decepticons come running. Yeah, oh, hey, question, uh, Paul. Uh, Do you fondly remember Megahead from Beast Machines? Uh, yes, I do. (laughs) Oh, good, because we're gonna get into that. Uh, Megatron (laughs) then turns into, I don't know what, uh, this is just silly. There's, like, multiple Megatrons, and he's throwing Energon thorns and that. Here's the thing I do like about this scene, because we'll get into the goofiness of it, but there's great music playing. It's played on this show, to Finpiss, a few times now, I think. It is called The Endless Battle by Kazunori Marumyama. I'm sure I mispronounced that name, but this song is just epic. (laughs) 
it's pretty good. Although, yeah, the animation is uh, really silly because then there's like what a, a thousand Megatrons and yeah, it'll even <sighs> tidal wave is like too many Megatrons. <laughs> yeah, I agree, tidal wave. And then it's literally he's a giant floating head. Yeah, that just appears and starts chasing Starscream around the place. <laughs> Starscream him down the hall. transforms, and blasts him, but he disappears again. <sighs> but then giant Megatron arms appear and it drag him back by the head down the hall, and the screen fades out. This, that's legitimately shit I've seen in Looney Tune cartoons. Like, like you know, when the bumblebees turn into a giant hand and grab Daffy Duck because he shot their yeah. hive or some shit. Like, it is that silly. I was laughing at the screen, but great music. Anyway, uh, then we're, is this when we're in, like, the empty void? Yeah, because when we come back from that fade out, Starscream's alone in a black room, I guess, and Megatron's voice is like, yes, you're in the void, yes, and his voice says that he used to be one of, or that Starscream used to be one of Megatron's troops, and Starscream's like, stop calling me Starscream, where are you? Come out and fight, and he's just shooting in every direction. Yeah, it goes nuts. And then he finally admits, Alpha Q, I've failed you. And then we go back to Kicker, with the, like he's looking for Energon, he's like, I've had it, I'm getting out of here, and they... Okay, so Kicker basically is going to explain why he has effectively PTSD to Ironhide, and it is a horrifying story. It just gets worse and worse. Yeah, just when you think it's bad enough, oh, nope, <laughs> hold my beer kind of thing. It's a flashback time to Asteroid City, I guess, because there's asteroids everywhere. And his dad, again, was using him as an Energon detector, and he came untethered and started drifting away in space, and yeah, as if that weren't bad enough... It doesn't stop there. And and I don't know if it's even near Asteroid City. I think it's just in deep space. But yeah, he's he's floating along through space and then crashes down, like manages to find... He's five years old. Yeah. Manages to land on an asteroid and then has spends two hours trying to contact his dad and gets in contact with him. His dad wasn't reaching out to him. And then, because it's the Transformers, gets caught in a fucking landslide. But yeah. <laughs> so now he's trapped alone in the dark under rocks, inside an asteroid, flying through space. It's, it's like that Far Side cartoon of the guy hanging off the building inside the box full of snakes. It's like Dr. <laughs> So-and-so's controversial method of curing fear of snakes, the dark, and heights at the same time. <laughs> and the, the best slash most horrible part of this is like, I think it's when he's trapped, like literally trapped in with rocks going, help, dad, help. He's like, don't worry, kicker. I'm right there with you. No, you're not. No. And while you're there, why don't you try to see if you can sense anything? John, what the fuck, dude? How has child services not taken this boy away from you? <laughs> yeah, and uh, back in the present, Kicker can't forgive his father for putting him in that situation just to find Energon. I mean, as you would, right? And then Ironhide is like, yeah, why don't you suck it up, you little bitch? You little fucking pussy? Yeah. Smacks him in the head and then kicks him in the nuts and walks away. Well, I just wanted, as useless as it would be, for Kicker to fucking backhand Ironhide for saying that. He should have. What the fuck, Ironhide? And he's like, hey, don't you remember about Rodimus? And Kicker's like, dude, I was a kid. He's like, yeah, forget about that. Your feelings. Fuck your feelings. Rodimus was the best. I'm going to go suck Optimus's dick. Yeah! And back with Starscream, Megatron's voice points out that Starscream can't remember anything about how much he enjoys being a warrior and destroying things and focus on that. And that's it. Yeah, slash all around the room and remember how much you enjoyed this. Yes, this is good David K. I've come to realize that David K's Megatron and Galvatron is very, very good at gaslighting people, at fucking with people's minds. And he oh, yeah. does a great thing here where he is appealing to Starscream's base nature, much as he did with Demolisher. And Starscream starts to accept that, yeah, I'm going to 
I, I kill. I'm good. I'm violent. That's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And back with Ironhide very briefly. He's had it with Kicker for now. And he, look, man, I wish I could help you, but I don't know how. And then straight back with Starscream, Megatron appears and impales him through the chest with his sword. But from behind, the sword is drawn behind Starscream's wing. So, like, it's not coming out of his back. It looks like when you were a kid and you would play getting stabbed and you just put the sword under your armpit. Yeah. And it looks like that's what he's doing. <laughs> and I, I had to go back and rewind a couple times. But it is legitimately through, like, his energon port or whatever in his chest. Um, and, yeah, as he's holding this and Starscream's getting zapped, he's like, so, you can either join me or you can die. Yeah, just like that picture of the snake, join or die, man. And then he's like, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it, it again. again. <laughs> say it slower. Now say it and call me daddy. <laughs> It, it, every once in a while, Megatron does lean into this, like, he he enjoys it a little too much. Mm-hmm. Like, say my name, Megatron! That's enough, but now say it again. Now we're getting creepy. Anyway, uh, we so, yeah, Starscream's alive. He's back on the team, back on the payroll. And then we go to Kicker, who is grumbling and complaining, and just because the episode is about to end, oh, I found the Energon. Yeah, he's just walking out of the tunnel with his hand against the wall, you know, so you don't get lost. Like, same if you're in a maze, keep your hand on one wall. And all of a sudden, yeah, the hairdo alarm goes off because he found the Energon, and immediately Ironhide is back with him, and two Omnibots are there, and they just start digging. And <laughs> sure enough, there's tons of it. They don't even realize that, Ener- or that Kicker found Energon. They're just like, oh, this looks like a good place to dig. Yeah, well, no shit. The, the Energon detector's standing right there. Plus the tunnel. Kicker has walked past this before. This is on the way out. Why didn't he detect it on the way in? Oh, anyway, we, um, oh, so we, we go back to, oh yeah, Kicker and Ironhide. It's they're trying to make these two, uh, you know, make up, but man, Ironhide is a douchebag. Uh, and then we, we go to back to Mars, and the the Transformer with the cool voice and his two buddies are like, oh, let's go check this out. Yep, and the dust storm comes up conveniently to keep them obscured, and but uh, the one that I'm guessing is Rodimus, he tells the other two Autobots, you wait outside, I'll take care of this, and he gets inside, Scorponok sees him, and he's like, that doesn't, or that Energon doesn't belong to you, Decepticon, whatever he says, and just starts blasting the Terracons. And when he does, there's a very cool, the shot is very cool in that his parts of his body are lit up by the burst coming out of the barrels of his guns. Yeah. And you can see it's Rodimus Prime, Hot Rod, who knows. Ironhide thinks Kicker needs to let go of the past, confront his fears, and reconcile with his father. And you know what, Ironhide? Get back on the horse might be exactly what Kicker needs to do, but you are in absolutely no position to be the one to decide that. You're a rookie Autobot. You're not even experienced at what you were built for, let alone qualified to diagnose and treat post-traumatic stress disorder in another species of life. What he needs is to talk to a doctor. Never mind needs now. He needed it then. Almost every way he could die happened to him at the same time. Why the hell did this kid never get the therapy he should have after an experience like that? For that matter, what the hell is wrong with his mother that she stayed married to the maniac that took their son out into deep space and almost got him killed using him as a fucking bobber fishing for Energon? Call child services, man. That's ridiculous. You can't even hire your own kid to work the cash register at the store until he's 14, let alone send him into asteroids in deep space until his hair lights up. Isn't there a better and safer way to find this stuff? What did the Transformers do before... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, The Legend of Rodimus. Paul, was it legendary? The one thing I can say I definitely did like about this episode is 
the juxtaposition of that Starscream has no memories of his life before Alpha Q revived him, can't remember anything, why are you calling me Starscream, and at the same time, Kicker can't forget what happened to him as a kid. Oh, you know what? I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. That's that's not bad. Um, the, the, I do like the Starscream bit. I do like that that Megatron's gaslighting him again. Um, I, you know, I just let's just say it. Fuck Doctor Kicker's dad, and honestly, fuck Ironhide in this episode. That was just it was so dumb. That, and I'm gonna bet it's never gonna be properly addressed. But like, yeah, whatever. Uh, on the whole, it was eh, episode that had like basically a short horror film in it, and then. Nothing else that really wowed me. Well, even not even so much Ironhide. None of these Autobots would have the qualifications to talk to Kicker about what happened to him in the past. Like, G1 Optimus, G1 Ratchet, sure, even Prime Ratchet, but not these guys. I Like, I, honest, to the level of trauma that Kicker went through, I don't think there's a Transformer alive that can relate to that human fear. Like, it's... Yeah, he. You know what? I usually don't reference your rant, but he almost died in every way conceivable for a human, and he was five years old. Exactly. That's horrible. Uh, what's the next episode we're doing? Crisis in Jungle City. If you want to see a couple monkeys, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P McPherson One. You can also email the show TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to the monkeys with, and tell your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the. Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on Transformers. See you later. Eight thousand eons ago.